Hey guys, this week on the podcast, I want to start to dive into manifestation and goal setting. And I want to start to dive into it because this topic is so expansive. There's so much to learn about manifestation, and as I always say, what works for one person may not work for another. There are so many things to consider, and I'll start to talk about some of them in this episode. Sometimes manifestation can feel very transcendental. But when it comes to goal setting, I want to bring the idea of manifestation out of the non-physical and into the material realm. Because a lot of times our goals are about physical things like relationships, money, career, movement, meditation, and more. And yes, meditation can be considered physical when it has to do with the behavior of sitting down in a quiet room because that's a physical practice. I want to remind you that the underlying reason why we want any of our goals is to feel our dream feelings. Whether that be to feel happy, at peace, calm, turned on, passionate, grounded, relaxed, excited, or any other feeling. The reason why we want to achieve our goals is to feel a certain way. Sometimes our goals don't align with how we want to feel, and in manifestation, you might start to feel this mismatch. If you want to learn more about this, go back and listen to episode 27. For today, I'm going to share with you one big myth about manifestation, and then five action steps to take to begin to start stepping into manifesting your goals. It won't happen overnight. These things take time and consistent energy for them to materialize. So if you only try it out for one week and wonder why it's not working, know that you have to reach the point of consistency with these steps for it to become real. Welcome to Balance Tips Tuesday. I'm Amira, your podcast host and the author of Goal Setting 101. This podcast is all about balancing your goals with everyday life. I want you to drop the guilt, forget being perfect, and instead take small, actionable steps towards your dream self. Are you ready? Let's explore what balance is to you. One big myth about manifestation is that you need to feel worthy in order to manifest it. This is something that I learned from Danielle Laporte that literally blew my mind. And I'm going to link the blog post that she talks about this in, in the caption of this podcast episode. So many people preach about being in exact alignment with what you want to manifest for it to come into fruition. And that isn't exactly the full truth. The truth is that you can slowly take small steps towards your dreams without believing or knowing exactly how to get to the end of your goal. Think about the gardener, or we can use the more modern term, plant parent, who knows they want to grow the most beautiful crop or plant. They don't know exactly how the plant will grow. They don't know which minute that that plant will spread a new leaf. And they don't know what the plant will look like. All they do is keep watering their soil and keep consistently focusing on that plant's growth. And then one day, they have a beautiful and strong plant. There are obviously a lot of things that go into having a strong and healthy plant. Or, you know, our metaphor of manifesting a goal. There's just a lot that goes into it. A plant's environment has a lot of influence into how that plant will grow. If you have a plant that needs a lot of sunlight and you don't get enough sunlight for it, the plant will not thrive in the same way. If you water it every day and the plant needs watering once a week, the plant may become rotted. And if your plant needs a lot of humidity, but you live in a dry environment, your plant may die. 
There are so many things to consider when working towards your end goal, and sometimes you don't realize that you are in control of some of these circumstances that you can use to help manifest your goal. But sometimes these circumstances are outside of your control and your goal has to change. At the beginning of wanting to manifest something, you may not see all of this. And it's only in taking action that you begin to see exactly what you need or don't need. For example, I have always wanted a fern. I bought one fern that died the second day that I brought it home. And then I bought another type of fern and it died within a few months. And that's when I realized that ferns were not going to survive in my environment. I had the choice to uproot my life and move just so I could have a place where my fern would thrive, or I could stop thinking that I could keep a fern alive. And I obviously did the latter. The point is, is that manifestation doesn't mean that you know exactly how you're going to manifest what you want. It doesn't mean that you have to know every single step of the way, or you have to fully believe in yourself. All it is, is the vision that you are going to put effort in towards your goal. For the purpose of this episode, you can think of manifestation as an action that embodies something, like a theory or an abstract idea. Note that it says abstract and not concrete. Things change when you're manifesting, and you have to remember this affirmation. This or something better. I'll repeat it again. This or something better. Now that we've gone over that one myth, let's talk about five action steps that you can take when manifesting your goals. Step number one, write it out. In the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, he clearly outlines a six-step process to manifesting your ideal amount of money. I'm going to share these six steps with you here so that you can see how important it is to write down what you would like to manifest. In his first step, he asks you to get specific about how much money you would like to make. So if you want to work out more, you would say, I want to work out five times per week and get specific with the amount. The second step is to write down exactly what you intend to give for the money that you desire. This is like saying that I will give up 30 minutes of TV every week to spend working out, or I will wake up 30 minutes earlier and go for a 15 minute run. The third step is to establish a definite date when you wish to have this money by. So you may say that by the end of the month, you will have worked out 20 times. The fourth step is to create a definite plan for carrying out your desire. The idea here is to begin right away. Whether you're ready or not, put your plan into action. You may not know exactly how you're going to work out five times a week, but you're going to get off of work at 5 p.m., go home, and pick up the dumbbells and start moving. Just start. Step number five is the most important one. He says to write out a clear, concise statement of how much money you intend to acquire, when you will acquire it by, what you will give in return for this money, and describe the plan that you will follow through on. Note, Napoleon Hill's strategy has been used for almost a century. This tip for manifestation is older than you and I, so I suggest using it and actually put it into action. Get over your fears and start writing down what you would like to manifest, and make a plan for it. If you need help with this step, grab the Goal Setting 101 workbook or the 2021 Goal Tracker Planner today so that you could start this manifestation process. The best parts of digital products is that you have forever access to them, and you can use them over and over again as your plans and desires change. The last thing Napoleon Hill says is that you should read your written statement out loud daily, 
maybe even twice daily. If you really struggle with believing in your purpose or keeping it at the front of your mind, this suggestion is key. For me, I know my purpose like the back of my mind, so I opt out of this one and focus on the action steps that I'm going to share with you next. Remember, you have to find what works for you and forget the rest. Step number two, visualize your dream self. I really hope that you know by now that this is one of my favorite manifestation techniques to work with. The idea that I always have a dream that I'm striving for keeps me motivated and inspired to work on my goals. It helps me set goals that align with my bigger vision in life. My bigger vision is to be able to live a life of ease. I want to be able to create content and make money while I sleep. Automated systems being set up are my dream, and to have them work for me consistently, that's the vision. If you want to hear a full recap of my dream self-vision that I wrote out, listen to episode 39 for mine in detail. The reason it's so important to visualize your dream self is so that you know what you're working towards. Sometimes our goals may not be exactly the life that we want to be living. Like if you work a 9-to-5 job that you're not passionate about, but it allows you to have financial freedom and outside of those hours, freedom to do what you'd like, then having a dream self can help you keep in mind why you're working that job. For example, you might be working at that job because it's your vision to be able to retire by a certain age. You may be working to make X amount of money so that you can put your kids through college comfortably. You may be working that job because you know that you want to stay sober and putting time into that job keeps your days occupied. Maybe it isn't about money. Do you get the point? You may dream up your ideal day as seeing yourself retired by 50. You may dream up your ideal day by seeing your child graduating from college. You may dream up your ideal day with you spending time on things you love while staying sober. But you may have to get through the icky bits of the manifestation process first by doing some things you don't absolutely desire with the end goal to reach what you dream to have. It's important to actually sit and envision it. This may be through looking at pictures, creating a dream board, visualization meditation, making a list, maybe even a bucket list, watching shows that align with your dream. But if you can just sit down and visualize your dream day, literally just daydream, allow yourself to see what you would be doing and really just sit and allow yourself to dream it up. And hey, fun fact, some people even do orgasm manifestation. This is a way that you pair a heightened state of emotion with what you dream to have. So right after, or during if you can, start to think about all the things that you dream to have in your life. It's just a fun fact, not something that I've personally practiced, but I definitely have talked to people who have. Okay, step number three. I'm going to keep this one short because we've been talking about it. Share your goal. Yep, you knew it was coming, right? I hope you did. If you didn't, you really need to go back and listen to the last two to three episodes before this one so you could get your head in the right mindset to be sharing your goals. Again, I won't go into this one in depth, but I will share with you one paragraph from the Goal Setting 101 ebook. It says, In a study done by Dr. Gail Matthews, it was found that 70% of participants who stayed accountable with their goals did so by reporting it to a friend that they had achieved their goal meaning that they were over halfway to completion. In contrast, only 35% of participants who did not share their goal with others and did not write it down succeeded. 
meaning they were less than halfway to completion or hadn't begun. Many people preach keeping your goals to yourself, but I have to disagree. If you're ready to level up and scare yourself into action, tell others about your goal. You never know who will end up helping you along the way. You can always grab the Goal Setting 101 bundle to get the workbook and ebook to really work on these manifestation steps and put them into action. Step number four, face limiting beliefs. On Instagram, I shared this visual of a mind map that I created around financial beliefs. Then I shared limiting mindsets that we tend to have and changed them into positive affirmations to work with. This is the exact exercise that I want you to do to start to understand and become aware of your limiting beliefs. And it may shock you to see what comes up. So if you haven't seen the post on Instagram, I recommend checking it out. But if you're not going to, I'll give you the gist of it here. In the past, my money map tied money to freedom, security, self-worth, travel, career, community, and writing. In my mind, travel was connected to my freedom and career, and my career was connected to my self-worth and writing. Security was tied to romantic relationships, which was also tied to my self-worth, and my freedom was also tied to my ability to make small purchases just for pleasure. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. And that's the thing, our limiting beliefs can seem like just this one small thing, like you telling yourself you're not good with money, but really there can be so much more depth to it. Like maybe you believe you have to continuously push yourself to make more money because your parents weren't good with money, and you hold onto that belief that you have to be progressing every single year or you'll end up like your parents, even though you were never like your parents to begin with. Doing this mind map and getting to the root of your beliefs is important in finding out what's holding you back and taking action on what you would like to manifest. And taking this action step to face your limiting beliefs will help you find new ways to tackle your belief system, to shift your way of thinking and find new perspectives. There are many people that I talk to that when I share an idea that goes against the norms of society, they immediately jump to the perspective that I don't agree with that, or that's not my belief, or they even tell me why their belief is more correct. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that everyone should share their belief systems, and I also think that people need to accept new ideas outside of their beliefs. For the longest time, I held on to the belief that I needed to go through hard things in life when I was young so that I can learn and grow. And I held on to that and manifested hard lessons. And one of my older cousins, like a soul sister to me, shared with me this idea that you don't always have to learn everything the hard way. You can learn things through joy and pleasure as well. And wow, that opened up my mind and I started to shift my perspective to see a new way of being. So really, it's time to take action on tackling those limiting beliefs. And I lay out the exact way to do so in the mind map post on my Instagram account. You can find my handle in the notes section of this podcast episode. And I highly recommend joining the Balance Tips Tuesday email list by clicking the next steps link in the notes. Because in the corresponding emails that I send out every week, I send out a freebie at least once a month to work on the exercises that I talk about in the episodes. Okay, last one. Step number five, meditation and prayer. This does go along a bit with visualizing your dream self but it takes it a step further. As I said at the beginning of this episode, meditation is an action step. We tend to think of it as something that we quote unquote don't do, but it is the act of doing something. 
In yoga, the idea of meditation is built off of three steps. First, you withdraw from your senses so you can sit down, close your eyes if that feels safe, and try to tune out of sounds or sensations that you're feeling. Like if you feel an itch, you may not try and itch that itch right away. The second step is through focus. So after you withdraw, you focus on one thing. Sometimes it's a sound, a chant, a mantra like Om, your breath, a candle. Though I really don't recommend doing a candle meditation because that really hurts my eyes. Anyway, you just focus on one thing. And when you can find yourself withdrawn and focused, you can really become absorbed in this practice enough to reach a state of meditation. Meditation really isn't sitting in one spot on the floor in a quiet room. Most people won't actually begin meditating this way. That's the behavior you'd take to meditate, but the mental and emotional state is quite different. So going back to this, the behavior of meditation. Sitting and taking time out of your day to just tune into your body or mind. That is a powerful part of the manifestation process. Now I did this for years, not so consistently. And I have an on and off thing with meditation that I don't really set a goal with because it's my own personal spiritual practice that I allow to ebb and flow with my connection. No pressure on it. But to me, meditation felt like allowing the water to flow within a pipe. It gets things flowing. But the release, the letting go, the water coming out of the pipe was really turned on by me opening up my faith to prayer. I'm not talking about praying to a god unless that works for you. I'm talking in general, saying what you would like to happen internally or externally. Just like that last step that Napoleon Hill laid out, you really need to put some time in daily to ask your God, the universe, your ancestors, or even just yourself. You need to make some time to put faith behind your desires and ask for your dreams to come true. This year I felt so stuck. I really wanted this one thing to happen in my personal life, and I just wasn't seeing anything move. I felt like the hanged man in tarot. I felt like the pressures from the tap were just built up with no release. I just couldn't get out of this one situation, and I couldn't get it off my mind or moving again. So instead, I turned to prayer. I sat down and I meditated, and at the end of my meditation, I used the prayer hands mudra, and I prayed for something, anything, to happen in this area. I also prayed for health and safety of my loved ones and for other things in my life to release that tension. I took some time to do this at least three times in one week, and the next week, everything that I prayed for started to move again. Now, I'm not saying this is everything. Not at all. I was doing the first four steps of this process for years before this came into fruition. This was just my last piece of the puzzle that really helped me open up to believe that my dreams could come true. And that instead of sitting and waiting for them, I was going to share them openly, without shame, with grace, with compassion, between me and my higher faith. So I did, and I received. In this episode, I shared with you why you don't need to feel worthy in order to manifest your goals. And although manifestation can usually be transcendental, this episode focused on actionable steps that you can take to manifest your goals. The first step is to write it out. And I shared the exact process from Think and Grow Rich to manifest money that you desire. 
and it also works with any goal. Step two was to visualize your dream self. Really take that time to envision your dream future. Step three was based off of the last two to three episodes of this podcast. Share your goals. Keeping your goal to yourself just ain't it for me. Step four was to face your limiting beliefs. Take time and take action to create a mind map, write down your limiting beliefs, and then change them into positive affirmations. And step five was meditation and prayer. Not one or the other, but both working in tandem. If you're really ready to manifest your dream self, don't wait another day to take action on this. Grab the Goal Setting 101 bundle and the 2021 Goal Tracker Planner and let them be your guide to manifest your wildest dreams. All of the practice that I use in my own life for manifestation are there for you to take advantage of. But you have to believe in yourself and you have to be willing to invest in you to get there. Lastly, one of my personal favorite ways to manifest is with the moon cycles. Did you know that farmers harvested crops by the moon? They followed each phase of the moon and knew exactly what to be doing so that they could reap their harvest. And it is ingrained in us as humans to flow with the moon. I talk about this and how to manifest by the moon cycles in the moon phases workshop. You can find this now on my website and it comes with lifetime access to the workshop plus a free new moon meditation file for you to keep on your phone to do with every new moon. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode about manifestation and goal setting, take a screen cap of the podcast and then share it to your stories and tag me at Goal Setting 101 to be reshared to my stories. Anything that you can do to share this podcast will mean the world to me. I'm so grateful for you tuning into this week's episode of the Balance Tips Tuesday podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take two minutes now to leave a review telling me what you enjoy so that I can continue making the content that you love. If you're ready to dive deep and learn how to set goals that aid your mental health and work for your lifestyle, tap the next step link in the caption of this podcast episode to find free planner pages and worksheets, the Goal Setting 101 ebook, and more. My goal is to teach you how to get in touch with your natural flow. Tune in on Tuesdays to hear weekly tips on how to balance your goals with everyday life. And follow at GoalSetting101 on Instagram for more motivation. This podcast episode was edited by Blake Spears. You can find her at yoga underscore Blake on Instagram.